0: Very hard on on fitness and um, and the running game. That's what kind of led me to, to want this dream of being a, a racing driver. There's
1: no point in talking anything except standards of excellence.
0: We will deal with the Taunton Cup if we're in it, and we will we'll certainly give it every bit of respect. There's no feeling that beats playing for Ireland. All valley. My God, I'm going to do everything that is possible to bring us there. This is Sportsbeat Extra.
2: Good evening and welcome along to Sportsbeat Extra. I'm Andy, and here's what's coming up on the show today. Shortly, I'll have Eddie Buckley from the O'Loughlin Gales Club on to chat about their thrilling win in the Leinster Hurling Final. Later on, Sport on Screen on Sunday will give you all the sport on the box for tomorrow. But first, I'm delighted to be joined by WLR's Gavin Whelan to discuss Ballygunners' historic victory last weekend as they claimed their third Munster final title in a row. Tracking
0: sport across the South East.
1: Sportsbeat Extra.
2: So Gavin, I suppose we'll just start off with this run that Pally Gunnar have been on in Waterford. Ten senior titles in a row after they beat De La Salle. Is there anyone that can catch them in the county at the minute?
0: Well, that's the the million dollar question really, Andy, isn't it? Um, I suppose, you know, ten titles in a a row in Waterford, absolutely phenomenal. Um, I suppose great great ambassadors on and off the field. They've just brought this... um, a tremendous pedigree, I suppose, skill level and and professionalism really to the to the setup over the last ten years and yeah at the minute like they're just unstoppable really uh, not alone in Waterford. Obviously we saw them go on and, and win a record uh, three in a row in Munster last weekend. You know just seem to be to be all buying into it. It's a real family out there. There's a there's a tradition there and you know what I mean. They're doing the groundwork too. In fairness, at underage level they've worked really really hard and now it's really coming to fruition. But it's it's just such a, a wonderful setup up there and I was lucky enough to be in Turles last week and saw the. The, you know the greeting, the families, and the friends on the field afterwards, and there's a there's a bond there, and there's a unity, and there's a there's such a level of skill there as well. So let's let's not forget that, and they're absolutely brilliant guys, but they're great hurlers, and uh, they go about their business in a in a very professional manner, and um, just untouchable, unstoppable, really at the minute, particularly in Waterford. You know, if you're a, a club gearing up even for for 2024, and you're just you know looking for that bit of motivation to try and catch Ballygunner. But I suppose that is the motivation there, isn't it, for the rest of the clubs to try and get up to that particular level. But um, as Daryl Sullivan has often said, you know they're on that pedestal still now and uh, you know they, they just wanted to keep on rolling but at the minute they're, they're absolutely just unbelievable and, and a real joy to watch as well it has to be said you know
2: Absolutely all the, the hard work is really paying dividends for them I suppose the monster run then you look they, they absolutely strolled through the quarterfinal against Sarsfields and then probably the real test of that monster run was the game against Nipirshig probably a bit more low scoring than we all thought it was going to be what did you make of that game in the semi-final?
0: Yeah the semi-final was, uh, it was interesting probably didn't live up to the maybe the high expectations which we had Um, you know um, following on from last year's thrilling semi He was back in the Gaelic grounds as well so I suppose you know, to go up to Limerick and get a result up there is never easy particularly I suppose Waterford teams the record up there wouldn't be hectic uh, as Parik Mahani I think alluded to after the game but uh, again it was a game Ballygunner thought controlled and he really really well You know, got on top around the middle third their use of the ball is absolutely brilliant you know there just always seems to be a, an outlet ball there there's a there's a guy in space and just the way they create that is is, is unbelievable. You know, they don't panic. They stick with the, the system and the process and, uh, you know, the man in the, in the better position always gets the ball. I think that was in evidence that day. They, they worked the ball out and showed good composure. Poric Manny pulling the strings from centre forward. You know, I think it was 11 when he got that day. He's hurling out of his skin at the minute. He's absolutely unbelievable, you know. 10 last week, just really kind of dictating the play. Not afraid to throw it around. You have a top goalkeeper in Stephen O'Keefe. You know, their defence all all through the team. It's absolutely littered with talent. And I just thought they showed a level of, of composure that day. Um, to get over the line now in the end you know in fairness in the Piercy, they, they kind of threw the kitchen sink at the end and kind of maybe threw caution to the wind they started to throw in a few few long balls in around the square and got a goal probably unlucky not to get a second and we saw Stephen O'Keefe making a uh, uh, I suppose we're well used to seeing him make these top saves now as well so maybe there was a bit of a kind of you know panic I wouldn't say maybe panic but Little bit of um consternation around the square in the last five or ten minutes. So maybe on that high ball in on top of the full back line, something maybe St. Thomas's could try and uh, try next Saturday night in the in the All Ireland semi. You know, they are a big physical team, so uh but again, look, I think in fairness they won by five that day, one by five four or five. Uh probably could have won by a lot more, but look to go up to Limerick and, and get the result, and particularly the manner of the victory was really, really pleasing. So um yeah, it was a tough test, but I think Ballygunner, to be fair, they were well in control of that game for long spells, and you know.
2: Yeah, they absolutely were. I suppose, as we mentioned, the little wobble at the end of that semi-final. There was no no such wobble in the Munster final. It absolutely blew Clonlara away in tireless first ever club. Then to to win three Munster hurling titles in a row. The ball just keeps rolling for Ballygunner at the moment.
0: Yeah, no, you said it absolutely. Um, just phenomenal last week. You know, Clonlara obviously were were playing in their first Munster final, and um, Ballygunner going for three in a row. Obviously, it's something they. They, they didn't mention too much I suppose within their own camp it's it's just this next game process that's the way they've they've kind of um, approached Waterford and indeed Munster and All-Ireland Series over the last couple of years and you know that's that's credit to Dara O'Sullivan and his management team for having the players um, in that shape I suppose um, you know Clonair got the first two points but then Pally Gunnar just kind of you know again just, just stuck with it he found their game plan found their rhythm Desi Hutchinson, you know, got that first goal. And you, Kevin Mahoney, really lit up Turles last week. He got one four from play. So, those two goals went in. Uh, you just knew, you know what I mean? It was kind of curtains for Clan Lara. That second goal last week was, was a real thing of beauty. Bally Gunner working it out from the back through O'Keefe. Just, you know, simple ball, ball to hand. And, you know, last Sunday it was biting cold. I was freezing as it was above in the press box. Never mind, trying to hold early on the field, uh, Andy. But it was just the composure. The two Mannies, Kevin and and, and and Mikey, were involved, I think, twice in that move. Peter Hogan, Park Manny the diagonal ball just last week they were kind of going for the juggler they were saying maybe they, they, they probably missed a few goals would have been disappointed against shake there was only one thing on their mind last week when they were in around that kind of 45 and when, once they saw an opening they were thinking about the juggler and that second goal Kevin Manny finished with a plan that was kind of it really they were they were kind of well in control at 2.96 at halftime you could kind of say it was game over and again just controlled the game well in the second half Boric chipped over the freeze Peter Hogan is having the season of his life he was named player of the match last week but to be honest you could have picked about maybe 12 of the batty corner players for 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 a player to match last week, Stephen O'Keefe then produces that stunning save near the end for me and Galvin didn't have a whole pile to do but was still equal to that. They were keen on keeping that uh, that clean sheet. Philip Manny, Barry Coughlin central at centre back and Connor Sheehan and just really working hard at midfield as well. So just littered with talent right through it. All six forwards scored from play as well, and they were just absolutely superb. And um, you know, I think they, they they really enjoyed that that victory uh, last Sunday. You could see what it meant to the supporters and the families. But you know, talking to a few of them afterwards, they enjoyed. Last Sunday night, but it was kinda of parked then, you know what I mean, and, and full focus on the All Ireland semi now with an absolutely awesome swashbuckling display of hurling and just as you said, blue clan Laro equal Black Rock as well now with, with the with the most Munster hurling club titles on five as well. So they're just the team that keeps on giving and, and please God it can stay rolling into um into and into uh more Park and Port Leash next Saturday night. Absolutely. And
2: you mentioned Black Rock there, you know, the, the giant five titles. Of course they bet Black Rock in the first. Monster final mm. victory back in two thousand and one. I suppose would anyone in Ballygunner have thought that they'd get up to to that five back then?
1: Yeah, probably not. And I remember vaguely. Remember, oh uh, one, I was quite a, a young a young buck
0: at that stage. Andy, but they beat a very good Black Rock team. Paul Flynn and these guys were absolutely in their prime. You know that day. Um, I suppose. Look, to be honest, Phil Oman, I think alluded it too. it last week, we were chatting to him after the match, and you know they've had to, they've had to go through the ringer in terms of you know they've lost a, a good few monster finals. They've actually played in fourteen, I think it is, and but they but they've actually lost nearly more monster finals than they've won as well, which is hard to believe. So they had to go through so for a bit of pain. I suppose in terms of losing to the shake obviously they they won one then in eighteen, then lost to uh, to Borisali in, uh, in 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 nineteen, and a horrible day up there in Reen. and that was kind of a sore enough point for for Valley Gunner. I think they were bitterly disappointed with the way they. Were maybe probably out-muscled and bullied a bit that day by the Tipperary Champions. Obviously we'd know Munster to end in twenty twenty with the COVID year and kind of they reset then I think in 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 uh, in the campaign of twenty twenty one-22 then beating a the peershig of course in that in, in in that Munster final and obviously the Clare champions Ballier last year and Thurlis and Clan Lara this year. So it's just been absolutely phenomenal. Like you know what I mean. I think they would have taken your, your hat off to you if you'd said back in a one that they they the five by 2023, maybe they feel now they're kind of maybe more primed in the way they're hurling at the minute. You know, it's hard to it's hard to look past them even at this stage. But look, they'll be focusing on, on one job only. That's St. Thomas' next Saturday night, you know.
2: Yeah, and looking ahead then to that game, it's it's almost kind of a contrast to styles. As we mentioned, St. Thomas kind of big, physical, a bit more maybe robust. And then the, the slicker, fluid style that Ballygunner have really brought this year. How do you see the two teams lining out next Saturday night?
0: Yeah, it'll be interesting. It'll be a fascinating battle. Um obviously St. Thomas, as you mentioned, they they are a powerful team. They've obviously won six in a row in Galway, backbone there by the Coonies, and and you know, they're they're kinda of littered with talent all over the field as well. And um, they haven't played in a couple of in a couple of weeks, as we know, but that's the I suppose the, the way the Galway championship is. Obviously, they're straight through to the All Ireland semi final. They would have been bitterly disappointed last year with their All Ireland semi final performance beaten by the Antrim Champions, I think it was done You beat them in the semi final up in Croke Park, so that'll be in the back of their minds too. Um they do, uh, I'm sure they'll be doing their homework on this Pally Gunner too. Team because the thing about Bally Gunnar I suppose is you know if you're keeping an eye maybe on Peter Hogan or, or Parik Manny, then you have Patrick Fitzgerald and Desi to, to pop up so if there's one guy maybe that might be performing maybe below power which there seldom isn't to be fair there's another guy who can step up to the plate so like who do you deal with do they do they drop back a kind of a plus one play in front of Desi I think Clan a uh, Really, last week were a little bit naive. There was a lot of space in front of that ballygunner forward, and you can't leave a player like Desi Hutchinson or Kevin Manny or Patrick Fitzgerald one on one inside that inside line if they win primary position and possession. Even there's only one thing in their minds: I do expect Thomas is to maybe adopt, adapt. I'm not saying an ultra defensive approach, but maybe maybe sit someone back in front of that D area, and I suppose there will have to be savage work right out around that middle third to try and cut out the supply going into that ballygunner line. But gunner are so cute as well, and you know if they see that, they'll just play through the lines, play through the percentages, and, and they're well able to. Scores from distance, too. Pork Manny, Peter Hogan, Connor Sheehan, you know, these guys, they're all well able to score. We saw Ronan Power in the their semi final nailing, too. He's been superb all year as well. So these guys are well capable of chipping over scores. Shane O'Sullivan, like an absolutely unbelievable rock solid and half back, and as well, still going strong. So they'll be well capable of shooting from out the field as well. So if it turns into a shootout, you know, Bally Gunner will have no problem. Whatever St. Thomas's will bring, they kind of are well able to react to what teams throw at them. They might take a while to maybe settle down and suss so out the, the way they're setting up. But I, I do expect Ballygunner, you know. Know if, they, if they're in the fettle that they've been in, they're going to be very hard to stop. Now, you know, it is Port should probably be viewed as maybe a smaller field than a Thurlis or, or a Croke Park as well. Saturday night under lights as well throws, throws its own, I suppose, maybe uh, metrics on it. But look, um, I would expect an all known form if Ballygunner can bring what they've been. Bringing to the table all season, they will be. Yeah, uh, they will be good enough to get over the line. But again, they'll have to perform. They'll have to bring their A game, and uh, you know they'll have to be at their their best to, to overcome uh, St Thomas's. I'm sure they'll be eyeing this as a massive opportunity to knock Ballygunner off their perch, like and. Uh, just made me feel that the Ballygunner juggernaut at the minute—they're just kind of so focused and so driven. I think of winning that second All Ireland. I think that's going to be enough to to get them over the line. But again, really looking forward to it. Should be a good battle. And um, obviously, it's a huge, huge day next Saturday for Waterford teams with Ballymacabry ladies. Of course, they're on up in Croke Park at five o'clock in the All Ireland Senior Final. So, just want to take this opportunity wish them the best of luck. It's a, it's a bit of a, a pity, I suppose, that the games are kind of on the same evening. You know, I know they're on not on the same time, but um, you know, from a supporter's point of view, it's tough because you know we all would love to be in up in Croke Park as well. To for the Ballymac mac game. Uh, I'll be in Port Leash myself, obviously, and looking forward to the bally game as well, but just maybe a little bit of a pity there that the games are just maybe on separate days or, or things like that. But anyway, look, we'll, we'll get behind the two of them and um, looking forward to, to Bally-Gunner and hopefully um, they can get over the line next Saturday night.
2: Yeah, absolutely. It could be a really cracking weekend for the South East. And, hopefully, and yeah. Me- mentioning the South East, I suppose, not not to get too far ahead of ourselves, but the potential of a South East derby in the final with O'Loughlin Gales, of course, being in the other semi-final Against Rory O'Cursendall of Antrim. Mm. How much of an occasion would that be if you had Waterford and Kilkenny clubs going at each other in the All Ireland Senior Hurling final?
0: Yeah, to be massive, absolutely, certainly. Um, I suppose shortened uh, Christmas anyway, and uh, I think the final is down for the 20th of January. Um, Andy, that'll be absolutely, you know, unbelievable. I suppose to be a repeat of 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 of, of Ballygunner and, and maybe Shamrock's Ballyhale that Waterford any final of of twenty two, um, of February twenty two, of course. But um, yeah, look, O'Loughlin Gales, you know, did a great battle with Nafina last week. I, I watched a good bit of it. It was a great game. of hurling. It was tight. It was tense. Paddy Deegan, like five points from play from centre back. He's just a, a colossus really for club and county, and he's a real leader. You've Mark there. You've you you you've You've, you've plenty of guys chipping in there, you know. In fairness, uh, Mikey Butler is tigerish in defense as well. You could have probably possibly a duel between himself and Desi in an honor in the final. Look, obviously, both clubs they won't be thinking that far ahead. They've they've had some tough battles, and maybe that might stand them in good stead, uh, going into next weekend. Maybe it might be more battle hardened than what Rodeo cushioned all are, but on all known form, you'd maybe give a tentative nod. To to O'Loughlin Gales to get over the line. As you said, wouldn't that be absolutely mouthwatering if we had O'Loughlin Gales and Ballygunner in the order and a the final there on uh, in the in the middle of January, you know? Certainly will be one to look forward to. Five counties, one big sports show. Sports Beach Extra
2: So Eddie, only one place to start. It would take us all the way back to the end of October and beating Bally Hale by a point. Sum up that game for us I sure listen Bally
1: Hale Uh, You know, an incredible team, a team that we have such the height of respect for. I suppose while we uh, managed to get over the line against them by a point, 20 points to 19 on the day, I think in fairness to our guys, a lot of the good work was evident that it was going to come true in previous games. If you're going to win something, you have to be able to beat the best. And when you think about it, two years ago in 2021, we came out of nowhere that year and effectively, you know, had an excellent performance against Hale in the final. And while disappointing to be beaten by a few pints that day, there's so much learning in that. And I suppose, you know, the disappointment of that experience certainly was stored up and steeled our guys for the, um, for the final this year. Last year didn't go so well for us. So there was a lot with a new management team headed by Brian Hogan, our own club man. You know, there was a lot of reasons to, to know and to anticipate that we would play a final against Ballyhale Shamrocks. I suppose when you think about it, our team all year long, we've been very much seeing, you know, um, building very much, say, from the half back line and you know, guys would say, you know, what kind of ball are you playing? We're not playing a long ball or a short ball. We're just trying to play the right ball all the time. And one of the great things that Brian Hogan and his management team have done with the guys is, you know, encouraged them that notwithstanding, I think on the day against Ballyhale on the 57th minute, we were two points down. That are, and they had hit the front. And effectively, we had to claw our way back from there And to win it by by a point, that point was scored in the 63rd minute. And what it really forced our guys is in those tense and tight minutes to do the things that they've been working on all year, play it out from the back, you know, be diligent, even when they drove a few wides, have the confidence that they had the skill set to go again and get those few scores to close out, say, the deal. But again, you know, we were thrilled that it was Ballyhale because there's been such standard bearers of the greatest club hurling team of all time. And we knew what we were up against that day.
2: Absolutely. And ending that Ballyhale record-breaking reign, a first county title for yourself since 2016 as well. How much does that mean to the parish to, to get back on top?
1: Well, when you look at St. John's Parish, that's the parish we represent in Kilkenny. While we're a city-based club, we actually go out into the rural areas of Johnswell and Dunmore. And as a former, you know, great uh, Kenny Hurler said to us once upon a time, you're a city-based club, but you have a lot of country hurling attributes. And that's something that we uh, we, we pride ourselves on. We play a particular brand of hurling in the sense of, say, you know, there's a never-say-die attitude to the thing, I suppose. Uh, You know, uh, for ourselves, like one of the things we try to do as well, be it our management teams, be it the people, you know, who are coaching and developing our players. They're all very much uh, internal O'Loughlin players. And that for us gives us a kind of a strength of purpose. And it gives us that, you know, sense of, of, of pride in what we're about. And it works so well for us, for different clubs different but that's what actually works for a Lachlan
2: Gales it's a, it's a great mix and, and a balance to have and I suppose it, it really paid off then in a cracking game as you said that never say die attitude came to the fore again in the Leinster final it with game was level yeah. eight times were there any fingernails left on, on the sideline and in the stands by the end Um, uh,
1: not really I suppose I, I think you Put your finger on something there. That, that, that game was, you know, a draw game on eight different occasions. And again, uh, you know, uh, Nafina, uh, a superb team, a team that right from, say, the goalkeeper, Jonathan Tracy, who's a real player, their full back, Conor McHugh, who played uh, football with Dublin for a number of years. I think their centre back, Liam Rush, we all know about his capability. Played the wrong ball to him, and he'll hoover up all day long every day. The two Curries, you know, Sean and uh, and, and Colin, uh, on the day, if my memory serves me right, they scored about say one twelve, and say Brian Ryan, the uh, former Limerick player, he chipped in three pints. So these were guys that, you know, we knew we would we would have we would have a stern test. I think often the great thing about this competition is that, you know, you must remember every team that you play, they're their own champions of their own county. And in essence, like, you know, there's different phases to this this competition. You got to win Leinster and then you get into the All-Ireland piece and it's a completely different ball game. So Nafina would have been a crew that, they, they brought an intensity to the game that we expected and a, a really good game plan. They were always well able to, uh, to find, their, find their men. But I suppose what was pleasing for us was, you know, the last seven, eight minutes of the game, you know, we came again and that was really important to us. I felt one crucial issue for us on the days, particularly when we got into extra time, understandably, you know the referee. If you make a mistake at that stage, you're going to get blown for free. And the discipline that was shown uh, by our guys, I think that that's not to be underestimated. Um, from our perspective, again, the launch pad on the day. You know, we had a tremendous um, a performance from Paddy Deegan, scoring two pints in the first half and three pints in the second half. But equally, the the half backs left and right of him. David Fogarty, again getting uh, two points which is which is which is uh, tremendous. And I suppose again from Brian Hogan and Nigel Ski and the the, 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 the our in-house coach, you know, Alan O'Brien and Alan Gagan, they would be saying to the guys all the time, you're going to hit these patches, but you got to work it out. And to be fair again, we we, we would have been very happy with the notion that our guys and the three fellows who came on they were able to work it out as it came down the final straight.
2: Yeah, it really was fantastic from from one to 15 and, ev- and every lad that came on as well all played their part. And looking forward then Eddie to the the semi-final against Rory O'Cushundall of Antrim. What's the feeling like around the club about that game?
1: Well, believe it or not our, our own coach um Nigel Skein you know would have uh, very uh, good knowledge of say, you know, Ulster hurling. Um and, you know, has done some training sessions up there with various clubs over the years. I mean, when you think about it, our our first starting point is with Cushion and Doll is we're going to meet a hurling team. I mean, they themselves, they got 20 points the last day. And, you know, there's nothing simple in in, in this thing at all. I suppose when you look at their team, their centre forward, uh, Neil McManus, he got eight points for them the last day. A very good free taker. But in particular they're thirteen, fourteen, and fifteen, you know, the full forward line, they got seven points between them. I think as hurling purists that Cush and are, they will bring a lot to this game. I mean, the great the interesting thing about ransom hurling is like they come to a lot of our games, even club games. They know our guys. They will know obviously the the big players we have. Mikey Butler, Paddy Deegan in terms of, say, uh, and uh, Hugh Lawler and Conor Heary there. So, and they'll know some of the other guys as well because they'll have come across them even at underage hurling. So we're we're expecting, you know, a a really good battle from hurling purists and people who take their hurling very, very seriously.
2: Absolutely. And they'll obviously be well up for it, I suppose, not to be counting any chickens, but perhaps the chance of O'Loughlin Gales facing Ballygunner in a South East Derby of a final what what an occasion that would be for the South East region again to have two club teams in the All-Ireland-Harlem final
1: it it certainly would be but you know and you know some of this stuff sounds a bit cliche really but again I can categorically assure you our management team they're not really thinking beyond um, uh, the next day when you look at the other side of the draw, I mean, St. Thomas's and, say, Ballygunner, two superb teams. We always know in this competition, Galway teams have an incredible knack of bringing something special in the latter parts of the, of, of, of it. Ballygunner, they look a tremendous side. I mean, we know about their prowess. When you get into the All-Ireland series, you know, in terms of 75-5, it's a different competition. And, you 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 need to understand that because uh, you know it's it's such a hard hard competition to win
0: tracking sport across the southeast
1: sports beat extra
0: yes
2: it promises to be a cracking weekend of hurling in the all ireland club semi finals now it's time for sport on screen on sunday on rte1 there's a racing from cork at the hillyway chase day from a 10 past 1 coverage of the european cross country athletics 2023 is on rte2 from 1pm TG Carr's GABO features Dingle vs Castlehaven in the Munster football final with throw-in at 1.30pm and then at 3.45pm it's the Ulster football final between Scotstown and Waddy Grahams. Sky Super Sunday sees Luton host out of form Man City at 2pm followed by Spurs against Newcastle as both sides look to steady the ship after a poor month and Spurs vs Man United is the live WSL game on Showcase from 6.30pm. That's all from me, thanks so much for joining me on this evening's Sportsbeat Extra and Beat Anthems is coming up next.